Hello guys, welcome to another episode of the Honor About Nothing podcast. Uh, thank you so much for always being with us or joining us one way or the other. I have like the usual cast we meet tonight. I have Kunle in the house, there's Bright, there's Akin who has the intention of dragging on Manchester United fans that he can find. And then... Bolich is absent for uh, unforeseen circumstances and hopefully he joins us, hopefully he does it. Um, uh, Kunle, it's, it was an eventful Champions League midweek, like very eventful, a lot of drama. And but I don't think nothing else takes precedence compared to the fact that there was a game postponed between PSG and Istanbul, Istanbul Basaksha here, where it got to the point whereby the referee racially um, abused the assistant coach of Basak Shahid, calling him a black dude and what have you, and the game got suspended. And we've had people talk about, oh, you're fans to get credit. Nah, I don't think you're fans to get credit. I believe that the players came together and did the right thing and decided, okay, you know, we're just going to walk off the football pitch. Um, How did your incident come about? Like, how was your reaction when you first of all saw that? Well, I think the... I think it played out the t- the typical racism manner in sports, whereby... Someone makes a racist remark, and the other people are, are like, "Is it really that racist? It's not that racist now, because because apparently even white people know how to tell black people how to experience racism, or which what the expressive racism, and the the on the issue of UEFA getting credit, they don't deserve any credit because it was the players that decided to walk off the pitch. Was the best UEFA was always going to do is bring out a banner or make a performative gesture? Because that's that's all they always seem to do. There's nothing else. And I think it's actually a good thing that the players walked off the pitch because over the years, we have not really seen that kind of action. It doesn't mean busy. Players walk off, should they not? Um, what's what happened to the fans? What I think, yes, taking a stand now is important, especially mm-hmm. in this age. So I think the players deserve credit for walking off the pitch, but you ever don't deserve any, any kind of applause because they've always been sloppy. I I feel like the action is the first first of many steps towards the right direction, as in towards the fight against racism, which continues to look like a very important fight. Um, right, uh, being someone who has gone beyond the shores of the country, maybe, I don't know if you've experienced racism one way or the other. But you know, the players have been taking a stand over the last few months and taking a need to show that Black Lives Matter and every other thing. It's been interesting. It's been good. Sometimes it feels like a facade. Like if you ask me, a club like Arsenal telling their players to take a knee in form of racism is like a facade to me. Like it's the same club that criticized Ozil for speaking up, and I practically blacklisted Ozil for speaking up for what's happening against China. But they're taking a knee. But anyway, that's a topic for another day. So, but recently you had a situation whereby the fans of Millwall decided to do um, their players and other and Derby County's players and other players for taking a knee against racism. Is it is is racism more of a cultural thing? I think it's more of a cultural thing than a sports thing. What do you think? Um, I think I think the whole the whole issue of racism is more of a systemic issue. Like I've always said about the whole thing, it is more of a systematic thing. It's more of a systemic thing. It's more of an institutionalized thing. So um, I really don't. I must be very sincere with you. I must be very sincere with you. I really don't see what taking a knee okay. would do to racism. Because it is, if you don't change the system, if you don't change the belief, if you don't change the mentality of people, 
um, a movement or an agenda will do almost nothing. Now, going back to the Webos case, a lot of factions were trying to rationalize the fact that uh, the word El Nigger in Romania is just a normal word. Wow. I, I understand the fact that there's, there's, there's the, the same issue, I'm sorry to say this, but the same issue happened with Cavani when... Um, after my United's game. When... Yes, after my United's game. Now, the, the thing is, this, this thing is a cultural thing. This thing is something that a lot of these folks grew up with. So it's not something that taking the nail, it's not something that printing banners of uh, show respect, uh, everybody's equal, no rest, say no to racism can change. You get. Now, imagine somebody coming from Uruguay, if, from, from um, Southern America, where a lot of his descendants too are, were slaves. Now, they've been taught to, 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 to understand the word nigger or the word negro or a nigger as a, an appellation, a normal appellation to a black guy. So this thing is more of a, it's something that should be taught in school. It's something that should be institutionalized. The same way the, 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 the old racism was imprinted into the DNA of people. It is the same way that taking it out should be done. If, you, if it takes you two buckets to fill a drum, the only way to empty that drum is taking out that two buckets of water. So I don't think kneeling down, kneeling down did not imbibe racism into people. Raising fist did not imbibe racism into people. So kneeling down and raising fist would not take, trust me. If you've, if you've talked to players that experience racism in yes, real form, mm-hmm. uh, what's the name of this Porto guy? Eto, Samuel Eto, countless times. You, you know. So this is, is, is something that is just a part of people. I've not personally expressed it directly, and I can't really, I can't really say how it feels, but I know it is a very infuriating and destabilizing experience. Wow. Um, I can one way or the other. Institutionalized racism has been um, a part of culture, like Brett mentioned. Like, but we still have to be able to bring attention to this. We should be able to pass the message across. If kneeling down as is because that's proven to be ineffective so far. What form of actions would you like to see UEFA, the Premier League, FIFA itself, like imbibe into sports that would at least start to push forward a, a good change? Instead of just printing banners and writing show respect on captain and bands and stuff like that. Um, Wally, uh, to be sincere with you, uh, just like Bright said, um, kneeling down wouldn't, won't change anything. Like kneeling down and raising one fist up it's nothing like i'll suggest like you ever think uh an action towards like making sure that clubs pay through their nose if they find any of their fans actually uh promoting the way or instigating racism now back to the uh one that we, we were talking about that happened recently the webo webo's case and you could you, you won't believe it there's still some people that actually believe that oh how else do you describe a black person that is amongst that is sitting amongst other white people? And I was like, ah, wow. you have you have you have a bench. Oh, you have where uh, uh where, where they are all seated. And okay, ideally you have uh, 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 a bench. You have the coach. 
they are actually sit at the extreme end, right? And in that order, yes. it goes like that, right? What happens to saying, okay, the fourth person on this bench, the fifth person on this bench, I, why is it that that was the first thing that came to your mind? Oh, you black. could even, there's nothing stopping the fourth official from going there to point him exactly. out to the referee. That, exactly. that there's nothing, so that's exactly. not an excuse. So, exactly. So, it goes to, it goes back to what Bryce uh, uh, said that it's an institutionalized thing. Like it has been ingrained in their body, in their blood. So, he, at that point in time, he couldn't think of any other thing. But you just mentioned, oh, the black guy. I mean, he didn't even exhaust all options of description to say, oh, this person, or like you said, go and meet the person. I said, I'm pointing out that, oh, this is the person that I was, that was responsible. He didn't even take that initiative at all. He didn't even know that it was on a world, 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 global platform at that point in time. Like, cameras were on you. Like you, it was in fact it's it's part. It should be part of your job description as a as as a court, court, uh, official. So it it was. I I was reading comments and I was seeing some people saying, uh, "How is you?" Okay, I mean, I'm, one guy was like justifying. I was like, "Okay, I'm black. I'm actually talking from I'm talking from this angle that I'm, I'm a black person. I'm a black person. Uh, how is you expecting to to describe a, a black man in the midst of the I said, "Oh, this is very 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 wrong." So until. UEFA starts putting down rules, saying that, oh, any club that is fine, that any of their, what do you call it, uh, uh, maybe fans this time around. Fans, are, yes. Yeah, are, are actually insulting uh, uh, players of the opposite side. Then they need to pay through their nose. Is it that they close, like they, they ban their fans from coming to the stadium? Let them feel it. Let them feel it from their ticket sales. Let them feel it from there and see how it affects them going forward. I think that Anyway, um, I think um, I would just like to point out briefly that in the issue of sticking the knee and raising the fist, it's not it's not that it's not doing anything. As you can see from the mirror players, it's still making some people uncomfortable, and that's a good thing. The problem is that those is easy to co-opt gestures. Like you can just slap it on the t-shirt or put black lives matter, and people will think yes, that the work is the work is done. Like football is always so quick to pat check on the back that we are. Okay, we are doing a good job. Yes, we drop a banner very good. Now to the next one. I think, in terms of punishment, I think match point deductions and exactly kicking point deductions kick, yes. and kicking things out, 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 out of turn. Yes, yes, it might seem yes. a bit extreme, but if if it starts making this extreme, they will realize yes, racism is truly a hate crime, not just a something we can brush over. I think. Uh, it's a form of a form of abuse. Yeah, and it's a form of violence. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So I think. Competition elimination, keep part of competition and point deductions. Those two things need to be done. I, I agree with point deductions because, regardless of how much fans behave, I don't think any team wants to see their fans not be successful. Imagine if a team loses nine points because of racism and that stops your team from finishing the top four, winning the league, or getting relegated. I think everybody will start to sit tight and do the right thing. That's just what I said. Um, Kule, before we leave this topic, there's um, the reports where UEFA suggests that if the fourth official is found guilty, it's not as if he has been found guilty. They say they're going to investigate, and if he's found guilty, he's going to be given a 10-match ban. And I'm wondering, okay, that feels like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that feels like, don't worry, we're going to go and investigate. Then when we find him guilty, we'll probably just slap him on the wrist and tell him not to do it again. Yeah, it seems like that. And I think the one of the, I think the worst thing is it might this might seem like little, but it's actually better than the punishments 
teams have teams have been good teams and officials have been cutting for the previous years. In the past, people have gotten fined more for damaging water bottles in in the, in the bench than racist abuse, which sounds absurd. And I think this ten match ban seems like a way to evade the problem in a way. Like yeah, 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 we've done something, we can just move on. It's a welcome idea, but the fact that they're saying we are investigating something that is incredibly clear cut against issues that they don't really take this that seriously. Wow. I would I would I would love to add to that. I would love to add to that. Now um there's there's one funny thing when it comes to this ten match ban. Now if you if you if you understand the way they the way they assign referees mm-hmm. to matches, you would know that the ten match ban is not a punishment. Yeah. You would understand that the ten match ban is no is not a punishment. I have two uncles in the Nigerian Referee Association, like whatever the abbreviations um, abbreviation yes, yeah. for the organization. Yeah. So it is not saying you saying you saying you are issuing a ten match ban to a fourth official, no, no, somebody that <laughs> most more more time that often does not get um, posted more mm, than yeah. assistant referee. Someone that might miss three months officiating on the European level. Saying you give him a ten match ban, trust me, it is just like saying, it's just like saying you are finding a, you are finding a popoba, ten uh, percent of salary weekly wages. Yeah, like it's 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 ridiculous. Let us be sincere, it is ridiculous. But the fact remains that agenda must always agend it. So there's an agenda behind all of this. So I'm really not surprised. I'm really really not surprised if. If the English Premier League can lend their platform that has over millions of streams to the LGBT movement, just because, sorry to say this, a lot of their of their major shareholders are gays and all of that, so they feel they can shove the the LGBT movement down yeah, our throat. So there's been a lot of there's been a lot of awakening in 2020. So the, we understand that there's an agenda to be agendated. There's an agenda to be <laughs> to be overt and shoved right. down people's throats. So it, it it's just just pitiful that we only we only switch to things when when it favors us. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Just to I'm actually to answer something regarding the issue. agenda must agenda. There there are this uh, special set of people. Like take the UKs for example now, like those in the affairs of let's say football, you'll be surprised they are the same set of people that are actually behind this whole institutionalized racism and so they are elite and the ones instigating them most times. So it's, it, it goes beyond just uh, a, a, the mere fan that is not coming to watch football. There are some things those guys actually bank on. They, they, they seem to have been backed up by these elite people that actually come and just say things I don't know. It, it goes beyond just um, fans coming to the pitch. There are a lot of people that are actually are backing up all this, all the, all, the, all these things. I, I, I don't, I don't know if we saw um, Ashton Ferguson's documentary about John Terry's racism in the English Testament and all of yeah. that. Yeah. I, I, yes, Ashton Ferdinand. Now you, you will see that mm. even after that documentary, mm. nobody is saying anything. 
Like it's almost like, oh, it's JT. Yeah, the, the English, like, JT. The English media completely overlooked it. Like, you get now. Imagine, imagine how the media has been slating yeah. somebody like Ryan Sterling, uh, Mason Greenwood, uh, all the black guys. Mm-hmm. You get so it, it, it's 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 beyond it's beyond um, it's beyond we it's beyond the politics the politics going on in all of this is beyond what we can see on the surface. John Terry was. A ad stack racist. But are we talking about it? No, nobody's talking about it. The Daily Mirror does not care. The Sun does not care. But when a Popoba <laughs> does something, problem. we understand how the problem is. Kunle, speaking about the issue of um, um, the media coverage being different for the black guys, I think we've spoken about this before, like the old missing Greenwood, the old Pogba issue. It, it's, it's even so bad. It's, it's, it's part of this institutionalized racism whereby um, you, you, the number of black coaches in sp- not just football alone, in sports, in the Premier League, is utterly ridiculous. You have the likes of um, Dwight Choke, who has gone through every coaching badge you could think of, but no opportunity. So Campbell practically had to go start from League Two and what have you. It has been uh, a serious problem. Now you talk about, if you talk about, okay, there's the Rooney Rule, whereby it seems that you are mandated to interview a person of color for every um, coaching position. I don't. I don't think that the Rooney Rule does enough. I don't think the Rooney Rule is the solution to the problem. And what, the, what do you think? The problem with Rooney Rule is in the Premier League, especially in the Premier League. Before you, before team sack managers, they almost always have replacement lined up. So interview processes are mainly formalities. They barely even happen. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem isn't just interviewing black managers. The problem is getting black people to a stage whereby there can be enough of them. To interview as managers, because I said this an institutional issue as much as anything. So I think the only rule is like a is tackling a problem at the middle ground. We need to, they need to tackle it at root level. That means getting young black black people, even from a young age, to choose to, to choose to become managers, so without fear of, without fear of discrimination and isolation. So I think it has to be tackled at the root level, not just sticking his solution in the middle because it, it won't work wow wow anyway um i had different in- intention like i said earlier my go to nato sukomi and drag bullish and right but i feel like these are more pressing issues compared to that no we can um, see we can see drag them this day <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe you said i'm going to respond to this <laughs> Speaking about uh, managers or no management and discussion, Kule, uh, um, during the whole Champions League week, midweek Champions League games, I saw um, some ex Manchester United players on PC Sport talk about how um, it's the gas fault. Then Pogba and his agents played the part in Man United having a bad game and pointed to every other thing. This guy's fault, then that guy's fault, then put this other guy to in the game. This was the same set of people that almost killed Mourinho for finishing second. This was the same set of people that Mourinho qualified from every group stage he had at United. But now it's an issue of okay, there's a witch hunt against Olegunar Social. They don't like him, the world doesn't like him, but the only ones defending him. 
it is utterly ridiculous. Every report you see has to do with who is Pogba's fault. If it's not Pogba's fault, it's this other person's fault. How long will United continue to kill and hide? Okay, let's blame someone else. I think it has been a prevalent issue under social for and you if you check the not even not even BT Sports, Sky Sports, the BBC, all the ex United players have pundits, they hardly criticize social. They never really criticize him. Even Rekin does it. Like some for I don't know some of weird solidarity. And the fact is ultimately those people are pundits, they don't really have any effect on the game or any impact. It doesn't take the fact that United under social are not that good. And the Jekyll and Hyde thing is, I think, is, pro, is the biggest symptom of United's time in social because they always swing back and forth. There's no stability. They don't know how to manage games or manage runs of form. It's just, okay, we have some good players. We might win this game. And the players did not try again. We're going to lose it. And it's fine. Just move on. Like, and every time they lose games, you can see they don't learn anything. They don't learn anything from them. There's no tactical reception for the next game. It's just, it's basically vibes. Basically, that's right. At some point last week, it looked like Zidane was on course to lose his job. Like, everything to oh, the minute they failed to qualify for the group stage, qualify past the group stage to the second round. Zidane was a show banker to lose his job, and every other thing he pointed like, okay, it was done. But surprise, surprise, Real Madrid found themselves as into this. Round of sixteen, but as group winners as well, is it, um I've just turned the corner. Is the bad form over, or that was just a bit of luck? No, it's I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it luck, though. I still feel I still feel there will be some bad patches. Like they will they will, they will still face some bad patches along the way. There will be a lot of there will, there will be a lot of um, loopholes and and bumps in the right, but. Benden has proved himself over time that he can handle the pressure. I I was certain I was not sure they were going to lead the group, but I was certain they were going to qualify because in, in a group where Inter is definitely Real Madrid. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was I was not sure they were going to lead the group, but I knew they were going to qualify. So the fact remains that the the, the journey would not be smooth, but I think it would still it would still finish strong in the league and. Maybe get to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. So he 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 has the depth, he has the experience. Though he needs some fresh leg in the squad. I've been saying this for for like two years now. He needs they, they need they need proper replacement. And maybe probably if they get Pogba by in the summer or January, they'll be able to fill in the slots that um, the, the 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 likes of Modric and Tony Cruz will leave behind. So they need they need lads to they need fresh legs to fill in the spots and I think they will be fine. Wow. Um the Thursday night of football just um crew just got interesting like for the entire Europa League. Right, my neighbor. <laughs> Obviously <laughs> just pointed out to his neighbor. So um at first you look um, thought I'm my favorite. Then, oh, Arsenal, my just. But now you have teams like Manchester United and the likes, the teams from the Champions League coming to join them. So it, it begs the question, like Mourinho said um, yesterday, that the idea of teams dropping out from the Champions League into the Europa League should not be allowed. And what have you? Actually, what do you think? Do you agree with Mourinho, or should should it continue? Whether if you 
finish third, you get to drop into the Europa League and what have you. Bro, if you had asked me this question like last year, I would say no. <laughs> but with the caliber of <laughs> emotional analysis, <laughs> emotional analysis, analysis yeah. paralysis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have the like just like you mentioned, you have the likes of what Inter, you have uh, Salzburg, you have uh, Mayu. <laughs> well, you see, this, this, these are these are no jokes. Like these clubs are no jokes actually. Yeah, he's right for that because you you we, we you you've made every effort to qualify to the Champions League, and at the end of everything, all you finish the group stage. Maybe you you come third, and you're not giving like it's just like a mini trophy. Oh yeah, go and continue in Europa. Once you are out, you are out. You should be like everybody should just go back to where they are coming from. Really, there is no taking from year to year. It doesn't make Say- sense at all. Same demand that failed to qualify for the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but really, I think on this one, eh, on this one, I like to, I think I, I, I will go with Marino. I will go with Marino. All right. Trust me. All right. Um, colleagues, uh, always the second season syndrome. I can remember our season preview for the Australia for the Premier League, where I predicted that Sheffield were going to struggle because of the second season syndrome. Now I feel bad for them because I feel like I've kind of caused them. They are twentieth in the <laughs> They're 20th in the league. They can't seem to get it right. Obviously, I predicted by team are going to struggle, and I'm happy that they're struggling, actually. So I wanted them gone, like, yesterday. Yeah. For all their beautiful football, I don't care. But now, Sheffield have spent all this amount of money. Sanera and Bristol for 24 million. They spent this money. They have this um, Arab owner that is willing to invest in the squad. And Chris Wilder was one of the best managers in the Premier League, if not in Europe, last year. Now, everything has just gone south. Do you see them turning... Or is it time for Sheffield to start looking at Chris Wilder and say, okay, maybe we need to begin fresh ideas? Yeah, I think one of the ways I feel for Sheffield Wednesday is it's not that they are looking hapless in games, it's that they are attacking, they're attacking, their kind of game plans are completely shredded. Like, if you see last, last season, the, the plan was always so precise. Had to be on point, everything had to move very simple. And this season, they're just like a bit five percent off, and that is enough to put them in serious trouble. If you want, if you check that defensively, they are still okay, but the attacking wise, they're in serious trouble, especially with injuries to key players, particularly in the midfield. On based on Chris Wilder, I still think they, they should stick with Chris Wilder because, and we are only 10 games in, which means survival is still very much achievable. Plus, if you get rid of him, it's basically you're basically signaling that it's time for survival time. It's time to get in a firefighter like Aladice or Padu, which is I don't want to make over in Italy, Milan are surprisingly top of the league. Um, beating top of the league look like time to contenders because obviously at this point in time we're almost we're approaching midway through the season, so you can't call them pretenders anymore. Um, Bright at the old at the man of old back, or it's just a flash in the pan. Uh, I I sincerely like with no bad intentions. I sincerely hope that they can continue the building process from here, but it's 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 all still blurry. To be sincere, it's all still blurry. Uh, I remember a game they played. Was it against Nice? 
where they didn't have um, Zlatan mm-hmm. and they had to use Red Beach as a central forward. Most, like most of the technical part of that game was was flawed, and it showed it. It, it, it was an indication that was it Lily? Was it Lily or, or Nice? Lily, I, I think it, it was Lily. They lost three in Lily. It was it was Lily, and it, it was patchy. That match was very patchy, and it showed a lot of loophole. I think I think KC didn't play that day, and they used this Norwegian guy too, and. He, he, I understand that is the transition protest and putting too much pressure on them. I think putting too much pressure on them might make them crack. So I hope that they can they can hold this this um, this this group of players, build on them, develop on on the tactics, try and master the winning style. And I think in three to four years time they would be back with the bank. So you don't believe that, other than that. So you don't believe they win the league this season. No, I don't. I don't believe they win the league this season. It's still Juventus for you. I, I think, I think, I think if they, I think if they lose key players to injury, it would really, really affect their attacking challenge. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, away from all that, um, Aki, there seems to be um endless drama with the Houston Rockets. Drama and drama galore. Was the was the Westbrook drama at some point? They finally got to invite them to the Washington Wizards, and now I was adding hard person. So that's why um, then he has to test negative for COVID for six days. Now had has increased the number of teams we would like to play for. So he wants to go to Miami, Milwaukee. Um, he wants to go to Brooklyn. He doesn't mind joining Philadelphia 76ers. If you're the user at this point, I think I finished this a few uh, weeks back and said he wasn't going to trade James Harden. But I have no interest being here anymore. I'm not happy. This guy practically turned on a $15 million by extension. Then for Houston to move on and get whatever it is that they can get for Harden. Honestly, like I feel they should just do that. That's the first thing. And a player like Harden, trust me, the guy is old now. And 31. As talented as he, yeah, as talented as that guy is, Left personally, I feel the guy deserves a title, a like an NBA championship, and he's not going to get it at the Houston Rockets. Ah. And now that, they, now that, yeah, no big B. Now that even the management, the management don't even know the direction in which they are going to after which this guy left them. It seems as if those guys don't even know anything. Like, how could you actually let uh, Westbrook go for a John Wall? And you're now about to pair John Wall with uh, James Harden. Cole Wolf. It can't. So that guy must have actually sized everything up and be like, oh, I don't think I want to be here. I don't think we have this title chance or even a playoff chance. So I am 31. He would have evaluated that in that come. It's beyond the money. Come. I think even, even if it's won, you get what I'm saying? So a lot of things will be going on in that guy's head now and he's just evaluating his options. And I wouldn't blame him. And if the management wants to stick with him, it's a big mistake. Tell him just like try, uh, let the guy go and just maybe start rebuilding around certain players. That's awesome. Um, I think I feel like uh, Rockets are in the something like in the pickle also because over the past few years we've seen they're not they're not trading hard in unless they're getting an all star. Caliber, replacement mm-hmm. for him, and nobody is going to give you their all-star player with one week left for the season. <laughs> nobody, nobody has that time to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things they want to sell to Harden Rockets is that okay, if you get in, like one, if you get in, buy into our idea, 
maybe John Wall picks up, we can start start season on the front foot and push to start series. And it was like that they were like, okay, yes, yeah, thirty one now. And remember, um, Akim Olajuwon at Rocket, he won his first title with the club at thirty one. Uh-huh. Something mm. something we are overlooking is that Rocket has team inside last five now, and he's basically a rookie manager. I don't, I really don't see how how we get anything done. So I think the worry, the worry for me is that if they let Harding go, would they get an A-list replacement? Which I doubt. So basically, basically they are, they are, they are going to lose Harding for nothing. And if and if they don't let him go and it doesn't work out, you see, they are basically keeping someone to take their money and and do it. So it's like a lose lose mm-hmm. situation for for mm-hmm. Rocket and be, be big trouble. Anyway, um. Whatever it is they decide, well, this generation is that with influence that players have, like the artists have, most times you always seem to get what they want. It might not be the team you want, but it's eventually going to get you. Um, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much, guys, for doing this. Um, I still feel like Bright owes me money from FEL because I don't know if I won last week. <laughs> It's it, it's quite ridiculous that the guy that won this week had won before. Wow! So it makes me feel like I just gathered fifty something men, and one guy is just trashing us. Wow! <laughs> how how very disappointing. <laughs> Anyways, my wasn't to go. So I'm begging you, I'm begging you all, our listeners, please join our league and let me trash Sanusi. He has been bragging on my TL like he's he's first on every every league he's on. And he's, he's rubbing it in my face week in, week out. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll prepare for him for, for next season. He <laughs> said for next season, not <laughs> even for this season. For next season. We had no winners for the football trivia last week. Uh, the answer to the question, which was first African country to appear in the World Cup, was actually Egypt. They appeared in 1934. Uh, so it's. Uh, we had no winners and. No, I guess we'll get to keep our money and the analysts don't get to they, play. They so. could do even use Google. <laughs> uh, for this week's uh, um, question, we'll probably, I think we should decide to make it easy. Um, Nigeria first qualified for the World Cup in 1994. Uh, who, was the Niger- who was the coach that took Nigeria to his first World Cup in 1994. I think this is really to be. Easy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's for the viewers out there. Like I said, there are cash prizes available. You could also win money with on the fantasy football diary team as well. Like Brightest, Sanusi is winning too much money. I think you guys need to get in and be a part of it. Um, Kule, thank you so much for being here. Um, Akin, my pleasure. I know you came to that. Before, um, okay, no problem. Before, I, just, I just like to point out one thing. Um, did anyone see the story of the Bologna coach Sinisa Mihailovic at the weekend? And he was no. he said he said he was he was changing his team tactics because someone in his squad was leaking information to the press about that the, the team we play. So he said he deliberately changed <laughs> <laughs> then he deliberately ah. changed the lineup okay. for the week and it was in the press conference it was like whenever I find this player things will get ugly. Like what is, are you? Is it like? Is are you Liam Neeson in taking or what? What is this? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I really didn't see that. How did you? Italians, Italians have a way of just their own way. It's the same Italians that went by um, the general manager of Roma, who made him registered Amadou Diawara in the twenty-two, despite being him being above twenty-two, resigned from Roma. <laughs> 
<laughs> after the game, the game ended nearly between Roma and Hellas Verona. After um, the Italian FA final, the Roma had made that mistake. They gave the walk over to Verona for three new. The general manager resigned, and Hellas Verona called him the following day and appointed him as their general manager. <laughs> Typical Sierra for you. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for doing this. Have a lovely weekend. And stay safe, guys. Stay safe, everyone. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.